0: 21st Precinct, Sergeant Waters. A shooting where? Yeah. who is it that shot? Oh, you don't, huh? Or where's the man with the gun? Where? You are in the muster room at the 21st Precinct, the nerve center. A call is coming through. You will follow the action taken pursuant to that call from this minute until the final report is written in the 124 room. At the 21st Precinct. All right. I'll send the officers right over there. Don't worry about that. I'll send the ambulance too. You just wait outside and show them where it is, okay? Yeah. You're welcome. 21st Precinct. It's just lines on a map of the city of New York. Most of the 173,000 people wedged into the nine-tenths of a square mile between Fifth Avenue and the East River wouldn't know if you asked them that they lived or worked in the 21st whether they know it or not the security of their homes their prisons and their property is the job of the men of the 21st precinct. the 21st 160 patrolmen 11 sergeants and four lieutenants of whom i'm the boss my name is Kennelly, frank cannelly i'm captain in command of the 21st i was working my night tour At 12.15 a.m. on post number 9, which covers three square blocks between 1st and York Avenues, patrolman James Joseph Cronin rang into the station house as soon as he reached his post. Then, as is required, he began on 1st Avenue the job of trying the front door of every business establishment. down at the front Grill there. Oh, it's trouble. Some guy that shot. Who? I don't know, some guy. Well, who shot him? Some other guy, I don't know. Were you in there? Yeah, I was in there. I didn't pay no attention no, until I heard the shot. i like to have jumped through the ceiling there. Uh, when did it happen, just now? Yeah, just now, a minute ago, let like, Where'd the man go to do the shooting? I don't know, he ran out the door. you see which way he went? Look, he was the guy with the gun. I wasn't too curious about chasing They're in there, right here, there. No no thing. Thing. right back here in the booth. I I was sitting at the bar here. They were talking to Jerry. That's in the bar. Who is he, Jerry? Oh, hello, Mr. Corner. There's some mess, huh? Some thing I got here? Who is he? I don't know. I've seen him around. I call him Mac. Everybody calls him Mac. I don't know his full name. He was with him. What's his name, Mr. I don't know, officer. Mac. You
1: were
0: out with him tonight, don't you know his name? I met him in a bar over on Second Avenue. Matt. That's all I know. I don't even know that. What do you think, Mr. Crone? You think he's had it? They don't look like any spark of life in him to me. I'll get a man to here. I called, Mr. Crone. I called in the police department. I've got to call again. You do? They said they were sending the cops in an ambulance over here. Uh, Patrolman Cronin, 21st precinct. There's a man shot and it looks like homicide at 3646 First Avenue in a bar and grill. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, would you connect me with the 21st? Thanks. I didn't call the precinct, going to headquarters. Oh, hello, Sergeant. Patrolman Cronin, post number nine. Uh, there's a man shot and it looks like a homicide in the uh, bar and grill, 3646 First Avenue. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. I, well, I told you, I told him. Oh, well,
1: now what happens now? What's your name? Anna. Anna Glory.
0: Where do you live? 735 East 97. Hey, Jerry, can you turn that to the box Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Mr. Cronin. Right away, I'll, I'll
1: do it. You never saw him before tonight? No, I never saw him. I was in that bar over on Second Avenue. Oh,
0: uh, what bar is that?
1: Oh, you know the name of
0: it. Uh, who introduced you to him?
1: Nobody. She just
0: got to talking and invited me to have a drink. What's your name? Uh, Joe Hanks. What? Hanks. You didn't see what happened? No, I was drinking beer at the bar with my back, turned I way. Oh I talk, Mr. Cronin. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, was there anyone else in here when it happened? No, just them back here in the booth, and Joe was at the bar. Yeah, I was at the bar. I didn't see nothing. My back was turned. Isn't that right, Jerry? I was talking to you earlier. Well, where did this man with the gun come from? Well, he came in the front door, Mr. Cronin. You got a look at him? Sure, I got a look at him. I got a look at him when he came in. And instead of coming to the bar, he headed back there to the booth. Did he order a drink? Didn't have any time to order any drink. He, he didn't sit down. Just walked there to the booth where these people were sitting.
1: Yeah, and then he come up to where Mac and I were sitting, and he stopped right there, and he says, Hello, Mac. And Mac says, Hello, Phil. And then he says, I don't like the one that came in. Yeah. The one Mac called Phil. He said, I don't like what you've been doing, Mac. The words to that effect. And then he just... Pulled out a gun and he shot him. And I
0: was sitting right there. I was sitting right
1: across from him. And he just
0: pulled out a gun and he shot him. How do you like that? Did you ever seen a fellow hill before? No, I never seen. Where would I see him? You know him, Jerry? No, oh, I can't say that I do. And you know me. I'm, I'm pretty long on places. How about you? Well, I told you my was I was sitting at the bar there, drinking a beer and talking. Oh, Jerry, huh, oh, Jerry? What do you think? You think he's dead? You don't look like
1: he's breathing. I soon we Sergeant?
0: Who's that? Cronin? Yes, Sergeant. Cronin. What have we got? A shooting. Uh, did the call come through ambulance responding, Sergeant? Yeah. You don't need no
1: ambulance.
0: You need to hurry. What do these people got to do with the Cronin? Uh, they're witnesses. This is Vandervoye, Sergeant. She was with him. This is Johan. She was sitting at the bar. And that's uh, Jerry Gerard. This is his place. All right, Jerry you better get on behind the bar there. Yes, sir, Sergeant. Behind the bar. And you better get over there with him. Oh me? Uh, yeah, you. Okay, sure. Right where I was sitting when it happened, is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. And you sit down right here, miss.
1: Do I have to
0: stay close to him?
1: Just
0: sit down. All right. The only name any of these people known by is Max, Sergeant. He said she met him in a bar over on 2nd Avenue tonight. I came over here for a drink. Then the man came into the place, walked up the table... Mac addressed the other man as Phil. Phil pulled out a gun, shot him, and walked out the door. Is there any provocation Miss?
1: What's that provocation? Did he threaten him? Oh, no, he didn't threaten him.
0: Did they have words?
1: The only words Mac said were, hello, Phil. That's no provocation, is it?
0: No. I don't guess it is. Within a few minutes, an ambulance from Metropolitan Hospital arrived and the victim of the shooting was pronounced dead by the ambulance surgeon. Within 20 minutes, a deputy medical examiner had arrived and completed a preliminary examination. Before the body was removed to the morgue, it was fingerprinted by a detective from the homicide squad and searched by patrolman Cronin, the first member of the force on the scene. All personal property with the exception of clothing was removed from the body to be taken to the station house and turned over to the desk officer. How about his back pockets, Colonel? Yes, sir, Lieutenant. Oh, wait a minute. Vitaly. Yes, sir, Lieutenant. I'll roll him over so he can look in his back pocket. Yes, sir. Okay, i Thank you, sir. Home? Here's a wallet, Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. All right, open it up. Any money? Yeah. Uh, $12 in bills. Three, to one. Any cards in there? Um, yes, sir. Here's a union card. Oh, a social security card. That's the name. Yeah. Frank McLeese, M-A-C-L-I-S-E. Hmm. Oh, here's a selected service registration card. Under the name of Frank McLeese. How old is they? A uh, card dated... Uh, 1946, Lieutenant. Well, was 18 years old in 1946. What's the address on the card? Uh, 3722 Lexington Avenue. That address probably isn't good anymore, Lieutenant. 1946. Yeah. Well, here's an operator's license, Lieutenant. Motor vehicle? Yes, sir. What's the address on that? Uh, 821 East 80th Street, Lieutenant. Anything else in there? Okay. Yes, Captain, over here. All right, Colin. Go ahead and make your inventory. I'll look at the suspect station hot uh, again. Yes, sir get an identification on him, man? Yes, Captain, according to the cards in his pocket of name is Franklin Police, M-A-C-L-I-S-E, resides at 821 East 80th Street, or did until recently. It was a motor vehicle operator's license with that address in his pocket. hmm Did you talk to the girl yet, man? I'm going to right now. Well, that shouldn't be too hard for you. No, I don't think so. Who told you to pick up a strange man in a bar? How did I know he was
1: going to get shot? What's
0: the trouble, all right? I mm-hmm. oh, she's well just she to get to work at 8 o'clock in the morning.
1: Well, I do, and you know what time it is now. It's almost 2 o'clock, and
0: I won't get any sleep at all. I don't think any of us will. Captain, this is Miss Anna Voorhees. Captain Canelli, commanding officer of the 21st Precinct. How do you do? Hello. Are you positive you're not acquainted with Mac's full name?
1: I told you. I only met him tonight, or last night, that is. The name's
0: Frank police. Does that mean anything to you?
1: Why should it mean
0: anything to me? That was his full name.
1: Oh, was it? It appears to be. Well, it probably could be if they call him Mac. Look, Captain, could you tell them to let me go home? They don't seem to realize how long I've been here, and I've got to get to work at 8 o'clock in the morning.
0: Well, this case is in the hands of the detectives, Miss. If well, you're a captain, I think you? you could do something about it. Oh, I'm afraid I can't. Take her into the station house, will you know that? Yes. Station house, what do I have
1: to go in there
0: for? Let's talk to the bargain. back to Go
1: back.
0: Hello, Jerry. Oh, hi, Lieutenant. Captain, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm all right, Jerry. Why does something like this always have to happen to me? Mm. Well, it didn't quite happen to you. I mean, I mean, in my place. Boy, I never should have unlocked the door today. Today was a big nothing from beginning to end. Didn't seem to open up. The man's name was Frank McLeish, Jerry. Does that mean anything to you? Frank McLeish? Yeah, that's right. No, no, I can't say it does. I told you he didn't come in here very much, maybe two or three times before. I recognized him. I heard some of the people he was with call him Mac, you know? I didn't know whether that was his name or whether they just called him Mac, like some people call everybody Mac. Frank McLeish. Exactly, Shift. You mean a thing to me? What is this guy not to somebody to come in and shoot up a place of business? What's the matter with him? What makes a guy like that sick, Captain? I don't know, Jerry. When we get him, we'll wind him up and find out. You are listening to Twenty First Precinct, a factual account of the way police work in the world's largest city. Those schoolrooms your children have just gone back to. Are they overcrowded, understaffed, and poorly equipped? The schoolhouse itself is it used years- Thus, the homicide investigation was underway. Detectives Matanini and Howard were sent to the East 80th Street address, found on a card in the murder victim's wallet. The building there was an old law tenement. On a mailbox, they saw the name Frank McLeese. The super of the building admitted the detectives to the flat. There, they found little that would aid them in the investigation. The super knew nothing about his tenants other than the fact that he lived alone and that he was once an employee of some dry cleaning establishment. Other detectives of the 21st Squad and of the Homicide Squad were busy trying to trace the killer about whom they knew one principal fact. His first name was Phil. At 3.25 a.m., sector car number two and the sergeant's car answered a call to 590 East 77th Street. A resident of the building had complained of a disturbance in the hall. The disturbance was over by the time the officers arrived, but after they talked to a Mrs. Kertella about whom the complaint was made, Sergeant Waters put in a call for the detective. Detectives Vitali and Novak arrived at 3.40 a.m. and walked up the steps to the second floor. What did he say? In the rear? Yeah, in the rear. I don't know if he is there. That door's standing open. Yeah. Sergeant Waters? Yeah. Come in. Hi, Sergeant. Sergeant? Mr. Tiller? Mm Mm-hmm. This is Detective Novak and Detective Vitalik. How you doing? Hello, Mr. Teller. How
1: do you do? Look, I have. See what all this fuss is about with the detectives? It was just an argument between me and my husband, and that's all.
0: He said
1: he had a gun, didn't he? Oh, no, I didn't see it. I didn't even see him. I didn't even open the door for him. He's the one that said he had a gun. Maybe he's just trying to scare me. That's all. Well,
0: he scared you enough so you wouldn't open a door, didn't
1: he? What would you do? Would you open the door for your husband if he was out there in the hall, drunk and hollering and beating on the door, and he says he has a gun and he's going to kill you? Well, would you open the door
0: for him? Well, you bet you might, you wouldn't, either did I. Well, you two certainly didn't make enough noise. You woke up the whole building. Oh, let him be
1: awake. Nobody in this
0: building ever did anything for me, anyway. Listen, Mrs. Cotelli, you said he might come back, didn't you?
1: Well, he lives here, sure he's gonna come back.
0: Supposing he does have a gun. Now, what we ought to do is have these detectives find him before he does come back and see whether he's got a gun or not. Don't you think that'd be a good idea?
1: Oh, I
0: guess it would. You're telling me you had a picture of him? Why don't you go get it so we can show us as he takes it? Um, It'll give him an idea of what he looks like. Well,
1: he's just way here. He's bound to come back. Now, don't you worry he's got to go. He's got no
0: place else to go. Why don't you get the picture? Oh,
1: all right, if
0: you want it. Yeah, we'd, uh, we'd like to see it. Let's see if I can
1: find it. It's
0: in there someplace in the bedroom. What's it all about, Sergeant? I uh, I just wanted to get out of here a minute. Yeah. One of the neighbors said he did have a gun. The neighbor saw him. And do you know what the husband's name is? What? Phil. Oh. Phil Capella. Who is he? Yep. And he's such a description of that guy, all right. Did you ask her anything about that, too? No, I didn't mention it. I thought I'd wait until you fellas it here. Nice. Thanks a lot. Oh, listen. Uh, did you see my car down the street? I told Eisman to pull it around the corner in case the husband's been walking back here. It's around the corner. You didn't ask anything about the shooting. No, I figured she might know where her husband went. She doesn't know about the shooting. Maybe she'll tell you. Well, I found it. Right. Oh, it's only okay. one of them snapshots. I made it myself out right in the park last summer. So maybe it was the
1: summer before. I don't know. Well, look there. You see There's trees in the background? I made it in Central Park.
0: About uh, how tall is your husband? Oh, he's about five nine or ten, I
1: guess.
0: Has he still got that mustache?
1: Oh, he still got it. <laughs> he, he was a prize the way he takes care of it. I wish he'd save it off. What's
0: his first name, Mr. Teller? Phil. How old is he? He's 26. He was
1: 26 last June.
0: Do you know where he got that gun?
1: Well, listen, I don't know for sure, that he had a gun. He only said he did. I didn't open the door to find out.
0: There wasn't any reason for him to lie, was
1: there? He could lie without a reason.
0: Before he came up here with a gun, what time did you see him last?
1: Well, it was about 6.30 last night. He came home from work, and I gave him some dinner, and he went right out of the house. He was pretty mad about something. I don't know what it was. He just went right out of the house.
0: That gun he was supposed to have, did, uh, did he keep a gun in the house?
1: Well, I never saw it. If he had a gun, he must have got it someplace tonight while he was out.
0: Where were you when he came home?
1: It was 2.30 in the morning. I was in bed asleep.
0: And he woke you up?
1: Oh, gee, he woke me up. The way he patted on that door, he woke up the whole building. But that's why the cops came.
0: Didn't he have a key?
1: Oh, a key wouldn't have done him no good. I bolted it from the inside. Well, any man that walks out after supper and doesn't come home anymore until 2.30 in the morning deserves to get bolted out. Why didn't you let him in? Well, I didn't want to get shot, that's why. You
0: haven't any idea where he might have gone?
1: No. Well, if you will long enough, he'll be back here.
0: Liz could tell a... Do you happen to know a woman named Ann Boyd? Ann Boyd?
1: That's right. No. Yeah, I don't know anybody by that name.
0: you happen to know a man named Frank McLeese?
1: Oh, sure. no know Frank McLeese. What's Frank what got to do with this? How well do you know him? Oh, I know him pretty well. He's a good friend of mine. Well, I don't understand what he's got to do with this, though.
0: Does Frank live at uh, 821 East Street?
1: Yeah, that's where he lives.
0: Does your
1: husband know Frank? Very nice. How well does
0: he know him? Oh, pretty
1: well. I mean, as well as you do? Oh No, not as well as I do. You know Frank McKee's better than your husband, does. Yes, I'd say I do. Look, I don't want you to drag Frank into anything here. I've had enough trouble with Phil over Frank now. Enough trouble. I just don't want any more.
0: Now, what kind of trouble did you have with your husband over Frank? Oh,
1: well... Bill accuses me of going with him. He says I run around with him all the time when he would work. Well, just stand there and accuses me of it. Matter madder and madder and hollers all over the place. He says I run around with him. He calls me every name in the book.
0: Well, you don't have to put up with that,
1: do you? Well, to tell you the truth, there's not much I can do. It's plain fast. Oh, well, I see. what's Frank got to do with it? You haven't told me that yet.
0: Frank got himself shot tonight.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Well, how did he get himself shot? Was he hurt bad? Well, how bad is he hurt? He's dead. Oh my goodness! Oh,
0: my goodness! I'm sorry, Mrs. Capello. Oh my
1: goodness!
0: You oh. fellas yeah, uh, don't need me there anymore, do you? No, uh, no, Sergeant, thanks a lot. Oh, i better get back on the job. Oh, i see you. God, my
1: goodness.
0: Yeah.
1: That's awful. It's horrible. sure is. Oh, shot him. Hey, don't tell
0: me it was Phil. Phil had a gun, and Frank was shot. Oh.
1: Add him up. What
0: the did they do? Did they have a fight? It wasn't much of a fight. Frank was sitting in this bar on First Avenue with this person I asked about, this, uh, Anna Borey.
1: He was? What was
0: he doing with her? Well, he just met her a couple of hours earlier. Oh? She walked into the bar, said hello to Mac, pulled out the gun, and shot him. Just like that? Just like
1: that. Oh, my goodness. Hey, he's liable able to come back here and shoot me. Oh, you know, I just had a feeling when I didn't let him in. I just had a feeling that he was going to do something like this. He had trouble on his mind.
0: If he told you he had a gun, he must have had trouble on his mind. The detectives reported the information they had obtained to Lieutenant King, and he instructed them to remain at the place on a plant in the event the husband, Phil Cotella, did show up. Two more detectives were sent over to the address to cover the outside of the building. In addition, a detailed and accurate description of the suspect was given to each patrolman as he made his hourly ring into the station house. At 4.40 a.m., Patrolman Mercado spotted a man loitering in a doorway on 75th Street near 2nd Avenue. He approached the man to question him. As he neared the doorway, the man fired two shots at the officer. Both missed. The man, who appeared to answer the description of Phil Cotella, ran into the rubble left by the wrecking of a half-square block of old buildings to make room for a new junior high school. Coleman, Coley and Eisman in Sector number four heard the shots and joined the chase. While Mercado and Eisman followed the suspect into the pile of bricks and stones, Coley called into the communications bureau by radio for assistance. The area was quickly surrounded. At five in the morning, Lieutenant King, Sergeant Waters, and I held a conference on the sidewalk alongside a parked detective cruiser. All right, well, there's two things we can do, Captain. We can either go in and get him, or we can wait for him to come out. Oh, we could wait a long time for him to come out, man. All right, stay behind cover there, Want to get your head shut off? well protected in there. He can see us coming. We can't see him. That's the only thing I don't like, Captain. You want to try to talk him out, man? I don't know how much good talking is going to do with this fellow. It takes take a lot more than talking if you ask me, Captain. Well, we can try Stay here too long. We'll have the whole neighborhood up and on the street. That won't help us any. Oh, it sure won't. we better go in after him. Okay. Who are those two men over there, Sergeant? Callie and Mercado. Get them over here. Yes, sir. Callie, Mercado. Yes, sir. No back. Callie. Yes. Okay, Lieutenant. All right, Mercado. Take a walk around. Tell all the men we're going in after the guy. Tell them to stay out and get behind cover. All right, Mikado get going. Yes, sir. I get this. I'm only going to say it once, Sergeant yes, Taylor. We'll the wind through that break in the fence. We're working three teams of two: Sergeant Waters and Magnificent, Battalion, Novak yes, and Captain Kennelly and myself. As soon as we get inside, I want to talk to him. I want to see if I can talk him out. Spot yourself some cover and get behind it. This boy killed one man tonight and he took two shots at a police officer. I'm going to stop now. All right, now. You all set? Yes, sir. All set. Okay, let's go.
1: <clears throat>
0: okay, hold it. All right. Now, Captain and I are going to head straight for that pile of bricks. Your cover. Those is down there? I can. All right, Captain, look to him. Okay, let's big night. Want to call it quick? What do you say, Phil? Let's move up a little bit now. Okay. I'll go ahead. You cover me. Okay, man. Go ahead. Over there. Yeah. There he is. Got stay down. There he is, Ben. There he is. I see him. Hello! You better call it a night. What do you say? All right. Okay, I'll at me now. Don't shoot Come on out here. Put your hands high in the air. Come out here.
1: Okay. There he comes.
0: Come on, Phil. This way. I'm coming.
1: I'm coming.
0: Don't shoot at me. Stop there. Throw that gun over here. Come on, throw it. All right, come ahead. All right, stand right there. Okay, let's go. Hands up, so up. Okay, we've
1: got
0: him. Oh. Took you a long time to get smart, Bill. This guy'll never be smart. What do you think it gets you to kill somebody over a woman? Oh, I don't care about her. There are lots of women. You know what she did? She gave my best suit of clothes, my very best suit of clothes. That rubbed me the wrong way. I wondered what it was, too. So I knew it must have been something serious. Twenty yeah. first place Sergeant water. Well, where's it? Yeah? Yeah. Is it a fire hydrant? Or is it down? Yeah. Really spotting, huh? And so it goes, around the clock, through the week, every day, every year. The police precinct in the city of New York is a flesh-and-blood merry-go-round. Anyone can catch the brass ring, or the brass ring can catch anyone. 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way the police work in the world's largest city. Is presented with the official cooperation of the the Benevolent Association, an organization of more than 20,000 members of the Police Department, City of New York. Everett Sloan in the role of Captain Kennelly, Ken Lynch as Lieutenant King. Featured in tonight's cast were Hildy Park, Eileen Palmer, Harold Stone, Larry Haynes, Bill Lipton, Bill Quinn, John Sylvester, and Bill Smith. Written and directed by Stanley Nis, produced for CBS Radio by John Ives. George Bryan, please.